Are you listening to the award-winning CBJRadio.com yet? 28 different shows, over 55 hours of new programming every week. Shows range from hip-hop, to rock, to all independent artists, to hair rock, a Friday night request show and many more. Get yourself a CBJ Radio t-shirt and make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. friends how you doing i'm doing all right it's been an interesting year for sure if you don't know i no longer work at the university of wyoming officially i quit at the end of november of last year is there an unofficial story maybe but i've moved on now i'd love to work at the university again but not in it there's some really great people that work there in that department but there are some not so great people as well I haven't found a full-time job yet. I keep applying, but I do have some money in the bank that has allowed me to search for the right job for me, well, at least until I retire. Now, I'd love to get back into the audio-video production world, and currently I'm working on a cybersecurity certification from Google that should open some doors into a new career. Now, this time off from working has been pretty good. I've worked on myself. I've done more things with my time than I never did when I was in the grind and I want to work again so if you want to hire me and I can stay in Laramie that would be awesome now today's guest is Michael Zaslansky now if you've been listening to this podcast you may have heard me talk about working at a summer camp in upstate New York the camp was called Camp Echo and I worked there the summers of 96 97 98 99 and 2000 I had a blast working there and it opened my mind to a world beyond what I knew I met a lot of great people there made a lot of great friends and it led me to living in New York for about three and a half years Michael was one of those people I met at the camp and we became friends and with the help of Facebook we stayed in touch Uh, He attended the camp for many years and then became an employee in my second year of working at that camp. And we hung out outside of camp and such, had a great time. We kept in touch via Facebook once it came out. So, you know, we lost track of each other for a couple of years. And I'm hoping this episode leads to other Camp Echo people being on the show. I've asked many of them. Uh, a lot of them haven't got back to me. A lot, couple of them had said no. Uh, but I really want to get more people that I knew from the Camp Echo era in my life on this show. Just a side note before we get into the episode, uh, we connect via Zoom and uh, the internet connection was unstable. That was on my end. I had connected to my you know, 2G connection instead of my 5G connection in my house. And I figured that out about 
halfway through the episode and switched it over and we had no other issues. So you may hear some garbled audio from time to time. Uh, I had to do a few edits. Let's get to the episode. I was born in Mount Kisco, New York, but grew up in Chappaqua, New York. So basically 35 minutes, 35 miles outside of Manhattan. Uh, and is that northeast? It's north. north. North, just north of the city. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And are, are your parents a native of that area or did they meet in New York or how do your parents uh, make this ass? I do know that they met in Brooklyn. They, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, they met up in Brooklyn or whatever. Then they got married and they moved up to Mayapak, New York, okay. which is even north of Chappaqua. And then before my like oldest sister was born, they moved to Chappaqua. Ah, so, okay. Okay. Yeah. But it was all New York. They were all from Brooklyn. Like everyone else, I feel like it's from Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, so you say I have an older sister. What's the age difference between you and your older sister? Yeah. So my oldest sister is turning fifty in February. I'm forty-four. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then I have another sister who is forty-six. I believe forty-six, forty-seven. I don't know. The, the, you know it all. So you are know, you, you're the baby. <laughs> comes to say, are you the baby? I'm the baby, and then I'm the baby, and then my parents. Got divorced when I was in okay. fifth grade, and my dad got married. Had an, and they had a, my stepmom had a kid, so then that oh. was a stepsister. Gotcha. And then they had a kid, and I had another sister. So I have a sister named Hannah who is 24, 23, 24, just graduated college last year. So, wow, all women. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm in the same boat. I've got three sisters. Uh, <laughs> two are older. One's the two of the older ones. One's six years older than yeah. me. Then my Brutal. stepsister, who's four years older than me. <laughs> and then my little sister, she's 11 years younger than me. And uh, she's the product of my um, mom and stepdad, because my parents got divorced when I was like six. And they've been with the same pe- people since I can remember. Yeah, so mine's like... Yeah. Interesting. And and so, yes, I can relate... So it's basically the same story, just from different uh, sides. <laughs> yeah, I can relate... To being the only boy. And on one side, I'm the youngest. So I can relate to all that. Um, It's it's always interesting because it was classic double standard stuff. Like all my sisters probably had curfews and and stuff like that. But I was also like pure in high school. I didn't do it. And so I never had a curfew. I There was lots of things where it was double standards. I used to be like... Yeah. Yeah. My mom would be... My sister would be like, that's not fair. And I was like, mow the lawn. You know, like... You don't mow the yard. I do. Like, yeah. And so mine was more like just a little boy. Everyone thought I was like the little boy, but there was so much stuff going on with like the divorce and stuff. Yeah. I kind of just like <laughs> was able to kind of do what I wanted, you know, like, uh, and, and you have your own childhood. We don't have to share our stuff with our siblings. Yeah, exactly. It's all for boys. We're into different stuff. Um, As my sister will always say, I'm the favorite. And I say, probably because I don't argue with my mom. Like they do, I'm I'm different like that. Probably just favorite son. Favorite yeah, favorite son. son. And my mom always say, "You're my favorite yeah. son," and I'm like, "I'm your only yeah. son." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nice one. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's like dad joke one hundred and one. You know? Yeah, and um, so like growing up as a kid, what were you into? Were you a sports guy? Were you academically fine? Yeah, more sports. I played hockey growing up. Yeah, probably till around middle school, and then 
got into like basketball across. So I played like traveling team basketball in middle school and then high school was all across. Oh, wow. See, out here in the West, <laughs> we don't have a whole lot of lacrosse going on. Um, yeah, exactly. Very, very foreign to the sport. Yeah, I think there's a lacrosse team at the university, but very unfamiliar to the sport time until I lived out East. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was easy to follow. Um, I thought because I knew sports. So I kind of got the gist of how it was played and what was going on. And uh, it, it seems intense. Like really. Yeah. Intense. I mean, I probably wasn't yeah. that. In, I mean, yeah. I was okay. You know, no college or anything like that, but yeah. uh, you know, it's big in like, Long Island and like, you know, DC area and like Westchester, pretty much Connecticut. And then it's moving out West now a little more, but that was 25 years ago. So it's still yeah. not that, you know, advanced, but a traveling basketball team you were on. Yeah. Middle school. school. Yeah. Middle school. So where'd you guys travel around? Was it just like the state or it was like local? It was like, uh, yeah, upstate New York, New Jersey, stuff like that. Nothing too crazy. I feel like now these traveling teams are like, you know, going to, you know, Europe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> ours, yeah. Ours oh, yeah. was like every weekend we would have a tournament, but it was like pretty local. But we played probably 50, 60 games in the year. Like it was like wow. pretty intense. But that was just for a couple of years. And then I played like freshman basketball, which was in high school. And then I was like, uh, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I... Uh, my dad was a really good basketball player. So we always had me playing basketball when I was growing up. Uh, but I was more f- built for football. And uh, yeah. I liked playing basketball, but I didn't have that like killer instinct of, you know, I like shooting around, but I didn't really care if I won or lost like I did in football. Um, but I got cut in the seventh grade in football out in Oregon. And that kind of ended my career of wanting to play basketball. And I played in murals and for the friends and stuff, but I was never... Yeah, driven by basketball, um, and I also knew my team. Uh, probably the seniors were much better football players than they were basketball players. So we weren't very good our senior year in basketball because everybody was built like a football player. Yeah, but, but everyone played football. Yeah, yeah. I mean they, we were good as football team. Makes sense. But the basketball team not not as good as the year before, and they had a bunch of tall guys and people could really shoot and everything. And but I went into like ski racing later on in high school. And so I'd race. Yeah, I raced my sophomore, junior, senior year. It was start off as just another sport to keep myself in shape football. But I had a pretty good junior year. And I had a coach who was a football coach in junior high, but he was a killer skier. So he knew how to coach. Sometimes with the ski team, you'd get coaches that are coaches, but they don't know how to ski. And then sometimes you get good skiers that don't know how to coach. So I was fortunate to have a football (laughs) minded coach that like knew how to get the best out of me and everything and and stuff like that um because i'd grown up skiing in oregon on mount hood and that was a big mountain out there and so um i was always impressed by the snow in wyoming compared to oregon where it was wet here it's like it's like skiing in a cloud it's amazing yeah Yeah. a lot different Uh, than the east coast yeah oh yeah i when i lived out in the east coast Everyone's like, you will hate it, especially if you're like a ski nerd, racer, or whatever. You will hate this. I never skied it one bit out there. I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, so uh w- growing up, you know, being the youngest, 
did you follow your sisters around a lot and be like, I want to hang with you? Did you learn their music? Or were you like, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of like my own. uh, Yeah, yeah, mine was like all sports and theirs was all drama. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have my friends, you know, local friends I would just go around, walk to their house, play with, you know, then play basketball was all pretty much yeah sports you know it was i wasn't playing like the piano really yeah, <laughs> yeah I, there was nothing i i mean my older sister the, the oldest she influenced me like in a lot of ways musically a lot and everything and she was the first rude um we had a coach yeah her coach was a track coach the same guys my football coach when i came along later and you can't say flask rude Nobody can spit it out fast enough, so they say rude. <laughs> so she was rude, and then I came up through the ranks later, and the coach was like, oh, you're Rochelle's little brother. You'll be rude, too. You'll be rude as well. <laughs> I was like, okay. And it was the my story of my life in Oregon was, you're Rochelle's little brother. Like, that wasn't – I wasn't rude. I, nobody really knew me besides Rochelle. It sucked. Teachers, a lot of things. And so, Yeah, so when uh, I went to camp, I had a similar thing like that. Yeah, so keep going. I'll tell you. Oh, oh, and um, but then I moved to Wyoming and it became like it grew organically. I never told anybody to call me rude. Friends eventually did that. So and and yeah, sure. It's the same with you saying your last name. Sometimes it's hard to spit out, and so I'm sure people are like we'll just call <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Everyone calls me Zaz, and it was my sister went to so when I was at camp, my sister was Zaz and then I became little Zaz basically. So that was the original one was just little Zaz. It wasn't, wasn't even Zaz. Then eventually I grew to Zaz when I was like, you know, the only one at camp or whatever. And then just from there. Oh, when I knew you, you're the only one you're the, and still the only Zaz I know. I don't know your siblings. You're the only one I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I am the last of the Mohicans, I guess. Cause my great grandfather came over and had nine kids, one of them being a son. That was my grandfather. Then my grandfather had three sons, and only one of them had a son, and that's me. And I don't have any kids, so, and I'm not planning on it anytime soon or ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember my grandma was like that side of my family when I, I got divorced and I saw her, and she was like, When are you going to have a kid? And she laid out that whole bloodline thing and i was like grandma i want i want to like you know fall in love you know get married and all that and then have a kid with never <laughs> and she's like i don't think it works out that way anymore and i was like grandma wow you're that's interesting thinking these days she just wants a grandkid yeah <laughs> our great grandkid they know that our great great yeah exactly yeah. she didn't get it before she passed so sorry grandma i'm not having a kid there's no other <laughs> It's not, <laughs> not happening because yeah, well, my, yeah. my current yeah. girlfriend partner, when we first started dating, she's like, I don't want kids. And I was like, that's cool. Like, I, I know there's yeah. a goaded to having kids and I want to accomplish a few things. And then while we've been together, the window shut. And I was like, I don't want kids. Are you still good with that? And she's like, oh, yeah, definitely not. No. And she's yeah. 4'11". She's like, it'll tear me up. So I'm not <laughs> having kids. <laughs> And I was like, ah, um, so I mean, just to go down, but yeah, (laughs) I only knew you as Zaz at camp and, and I didn't let your older siblings 
put that shadow over you. I, I think I knew they existed. <laughs> uh, your older sister existed, but I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've met her or anything like that. Um, for all you didn't know, uh, I, through that podcast, I've talked about working at camp, camp echo. Zaz was a, uh, camper there and an employee. Oh, Jay. Yeah. And yeah. One year. Yeah. <laughs> and so a, a lot of people out here in the West, we don't go to summer camps. Um, is that is that typical out there in the East Coast to go to summer camps and such? It's very, you know, New York East Coast Jewish thing to do. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> pretty much, that's what it is. Everyone yeah. who's not from there is like, "How could you drop your kids off for two months? What's wrong with you?" You know, and then they realize <laughs> when they have kids that maybe it's not that bad of an idea. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean so it used to be eight weeks it's like eight weeks but now there's a lot of more like hybrid our camp is actually six and a half weeks when my kids go there's now so you basically get less time away from the kids now <laughs> oh i remember meeting parents so, who are like so happy that their kids were there or like on visiting day like oh it's great to see them gotta go you know like oh, yeah good, but this is halfway point and I haven't accomplished everything I want to do while you were at camp. So. <laughs> exactly. It's like, Oh my God. This yeah. is, well now it's worse. Cause there's only like three weeks after visiting oh. day. It's like, you got, you know, one less, you know, doing nothing or doing a lot, like whatever you want to do, you know? Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, it was quite amazing. And cause like I, you know, a- applied for the job out there thinking I'd be horribly underqualified to be a counselor. And um, you were overqualified. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd I'd already been a coach, uh, fifth and sixth grade football and basketball and stuff. And so, yeah, when I realized I got that, I was like, oh yeah, I can do this. This is pretty easy. And I I worked there for a while, a couple of years, and uh, but then became like division leader. And I always said, man, I, I it was a good job because I didn't have like curfew and stuff, and there was I had more power. But I was like. I don't deal with the kids that are having the best times of their lives and not, you know, not a problem. I deal with all the kids that are not, that are just nasty and mean and, uh, a mess sometimes. Yeah. And that's uh, funny. Like, yeah, it's not so fun Yeah, <laughs> when Chuck, you're on the other side. <laughs> Chuck was surprised. I, mean, I, I came back after my first year. Cause I had, a, how many years did you go? Uh, let's see. Five. Yeah, five years. Wow, think for one yeah. more year, you would have got the jacket. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Damn, I should have stuck around for the jacket. Yeah, um, they got cheaper and cheaper. Those jackets <laughs> last year I was there, I was married and I, I was living in New York already. And it they did everything they could to keep Ray and I like in oh. camp because we were notorious partiers. But yeah, yeah, we just get out later and just get at it right away but um it was interesting and then they expected me a certain way because i was married and i was like no that not, hasn't changed me <laughs> yeah right. like that. what do you mean yeah <laughs> um but so what age did you start going to camp echo um so it was summer of not 88 so i was born seven i was eight nine you know wow. I, turned, I turned nine in the summer so till like basically going into senior year of high school i think yeah wow you because i remember they probably saying you were like one of the longest 
kids there, continuous kids. Yeah. There. Well, so I went the first year, there was six of us. Um, and that was like, you know, just the youngest bunk, six of us. And then the next year there was like three bunks, I think, or, and then I just kept on going. Yeah. And, you know, from, from those six, most of them, or maybe five out of six, like went like through like high school or like varsity hall, at least to like one year then. So we were pretty young. Well, I had two older sisters, so my parents were easier oh, yeah. to drop me off. Yeah. Oh yeah. They probably talked about it and loved it and you couldn't wait. Did you, did you like going every summer or were there was times where yeah, like, I loved it. I wanted yeah. to go like a year before I remember visiting day, like two years before I was like, I want to go like next year. And like they were taking us around the camp and like, you know, that was ended up being like a fight, I think, oh. <laughs> you know, after visiting day trying to get to camp, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely, you know, especially like when my parents got divorced and stuff, it was like, kind of just like, get me out of here, you know? Yeah, oh, so yeah. I never like tried to do any teen tours or anything because I knew that would just like be a conversation that would, you know, so I was just like, I'm going all the way through. Some people, you know, went to study in like UVM or something, some of the guys my age. But I was like, if I try to do that, I'll probably <laughs> not be able to go. I'll have to work this summer or something, you know, like a real job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they did a everything. Real they, job. they did everything they could to keep you guys coming back. By making each, you know, grade yeah. up, you got to do cooler things. And well, when you become a counselor, then you <laughs> see the business oh, yeah. side of it. When you're the camper, you're the coolest kid. You were never like a camper, but you obviously see it just from your side. Yeah. You know, it was the best time. Everything was great. Then once you start working there, it's like, you know, what the H, you know, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, I always I, getting like reprimanded, you know? So I like, saw. I saw, yeah, I saw that in the the campers turned employees or counselors that, you know, they're used to the red carpet being rolled out. And now they're the ones having to roll out the red carpet. So it's a different, oh, yeah. it's a different mindset. Um, yeah. My first year I had uh, two co-counselors that were former campers, Todd Nash and Adam Cornfield. And they would get caught. Those guys up. never should have been counselors. Yeah, they, they, they would get caught up in the "I used to be a camper here" stuff a lot. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean that's why Chuck was like surprised I came back because we also had the worst assembly of kids. Those counselors, we actually had four counselors yeah. in, in the bunk. One of them was a specialist, but I mean it was, it was like a, all hands on it deck. Sucked most of the time because the kids were just <laughs> mean as hell to each other it's little smart yeah. mouths and everything and I see that yeah oh yeah and then the next year yeah i came back and we were like co-division leaders and then uh my third year I, that's where i took over varsity hall where i was um varsity hall division leader for i think three years yeah definitely three years and um that was quick fun. rise to the top yeah, well, I mean, it was. I think I, I think I since I had been with the same guys, um, seventh. Yeah, they just then, kept you with them. Yeah, I kept going. And you could handle them. Yeah, I knew them well, and I was told, you know, one year they like by the kids younger than them, they're your favorites. You let them get rid of everything, and I was like, no, they're just good at getting not caught. Yeah, right. That's all I'll say. Like, no one really got caught ever. I was like, I got oh. really in trouble, except for counselors. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, there's some kids, things my kids did in California that probably would have gotten me fired because I yeah. was keeping an eye on them. But um, yeah, I didn't, there's I some really things the counselors did in California. Oh, yeah. Our, our year. Oh, yeah. Could have uh, gotten them fired. We, uh, <laughs> we got trapped on our balcony one year in California, like the door locked. And uh, we, this girl that was one of the counselors, she climbed out on the railing, we're 17 stories up, got into the uh, oh. balcony behind beside us, and it was kids, and got in. and got, room? Yeah, it was, it sucked. And one of the guys I was with, was scared, deathly scared of heights. I was like, why are you on the balcony? And why do people shut the door? Like, I was just like, this is silly. I'm uh, surprised they let you on the balcony. Yeah. Oh. Because yeah. you were the cow. The kids probably didn't have balconies in their room, did they? Oh, yeah, they did. They're right next door. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, there were times where, like, uh, I, yeah, we, we went to uh, an amusement park and we did this extreme swing thing. And... It was myself and two campers. I think they were ninth grade. Yeah. And we swung out. We did it all. It was fun. And then the moment like real adults found out about it, we couldn't do it anymore. Like the insurance on it would be crazy. And I'm like, whatever. Like you sent them to But they didn't tell you couldn't do it originally, did they? Yeah. No. Did they tell them they couldn't do it? No. Yeah. We became the rule. But it's your fault, of course. We became the rule. (laughs) Yeah. That kids could find out. <laughs> so you but. can't get fired if you make the rules. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, I there were countless times I was called into Chuck's office um, for things I wasn't even there for, like that happened off camp. I'd always call it guilt by association. Like I was working that night. Why am I oh, here? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we think you need to hear this too. I'm like, just because oh, he wants to know what you know. Yeah. You know what happened. Just tell well, us. I mean, right? it, no, it'd be like <laughs> Ray, Rick, and I getting yelled at, or Ray. Eric Fisher and I getting yelled at. Yeah, like though that seemed to be the consistent three. That you know, and that there was plenty of times where I was like, I was not there. <laughs> it wouldn't happen yeah. if I was there. Yeah, but exactly. Odd if I until there. it happens the next time, and you're yeah, there and then he's like, I thought, yeah. And uh, but I mean, I, I it was for me a a, a life changing experience where. You know, I saw the world. I got to see more than Wyoming. I got to be like totally uh, educated on the Jewish culture, Jewish religion. Yeah. I think it took me three years for someone to t- explain to me what kosher meant. Like, I'd ask yeah. on, on it. You'd be like, well, yeah, you just got to ask. Right? Yeah, it's just kosher. And I'm like, of course. All right. Someone's <laughs> got to tell me. And uh, that's what the kids said. Yeah. The kids would be like, yeah, you know, because yeah, they don't kosher. know. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, and then they'd be like, "Well, no, at home, yeah, I have cheeseburger. Get a cheeseburger." <laughs> yeah, at home I do, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah. where do we go? Why can't?" I we- think it's just easier for them to probably like do the kitchen. Oh yeah, or whatever you know, separating the stuff. I feel like that. Like, oh, there's no reason, you know, why they oh, would have it there. I feel like most camps don't have that as much, but some of them do just. Because it's easier. They've been doing it for 50 years, bro. <laughs> I mean, that that's what makes sense. Yeah, I figured, I bet like 90% of the kids probably have cheeseburgers at home. But, or maybe probably yeah. five in that other 5% they got to account for. So they yeah. get, you know, say kids were, you know, the parents, it's coach camp, coach food. Come on yeah. in. 
And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I one of my first nights off, I went and had a big old cheeseburger. It was great. And, <laughs> yeah, it makes you, uh, you know, appreciate it even more. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I couldn't eat fried chicken for years because fried chicken Friday every night at at Camp Echo, and it was it was interesting. And so, uh, yeah, just to different stuff. And then I would always make sure I took Friday nights off because that's when they would do services and religious stuff. And I would, it was, yeah, yeah. And so I'd just be like, yeah, can I have Fridays off? It was literally 10 minutes. I was quick about it. Yeah, I mean, it it seemed like (laughs) I was so used to Fridays, usually a good day to get off anyway. Fridays being like a party night, uh, like a like for me, like I worked at bars and everything before I came to Camp Echo, and so like Fridays, my my energy was going up, not this somber kind yeah. of spiritual mood <laughs> where we gotta like keep li- kids in line to pay attention, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And I, I mean, my but body- it was so quick; it was like ten minutes. Oh, the whole thing was probably 10 minutes. It just felt like it was two oh, hours. Maybe, you know? maybe that's it. It was like one story, five pages. I oh, you know, and then but after here's you, ice cream. Yeah. After you hear the, the stories, court. Oh, after a, a more and more each year. Every year. Yeah. Same stories. I was like, and then yeah. But I mean it changed my life. You know, met a wife and our ex-wife there, made me live in New York. Yeah. Um yeah, it opened up a lot of experiences in life, and so I'm glad it existed. And I and people are always like, "Well, how'd you know about? How'd you end up in New York?" And I'm like, I "Worked at a summer camp, and it all went from there." You know, I liked yeah, people same. out there. Oh, for a little while, then it burned me up. About three years into living in New York, working at News 12, Long Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, too much. Did you live in Long Island. Yeah, lived in Huntington. Where did you live? Huntington. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I worked in um Woodbury, so it was really close. But also like I would drive to work and then take out a vehicle and drive around all day with a camera and stuff. So um when I talk to people now and they'll tell me about where they were at from in Long Island, I'd be like, Yep, I know it well. I've been there a every long- place, every little corner of <laughs> yeah, I've been there a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um and I and I went back, wow, probably 13 years. But the first time I went back, it was like 10 years and oh, really? almost a panic attack. Like just the hustle and bustle of New York in the city and the attitudes that were coming. And um, luckily, uh, I was going to visit Eric Jaffe and uh, he lived in Brooklyn. So I got to learn Brooklyn in a whole new way. And that was pretty cool. I remember he was like, just down the street, that's where uh, that's where that's where Biggie lived, and I started walking that way, and he's like, "No, no, no, you don't want to do that." <laughs> Everyone says, <laughs> and it was like, "Oh, okay." I, I think will. now it's like nicer, but yeah, I feel like <laughs> I don't oh. know. I mean, like some of those areas, I don't really know. I don't go to Brooklyn that much. It's it's I live definitely in Manhattan, but it's been it's not that far, and it's nice. But I just like I live in Manhattan, so I don't go. Not like yeah. I'm against it. I just I'm not like you know. Oh, rushing over there it's been gentrified of definitely oh, yeah. and that's where i learned the word hipster from um when i went to visit and then my friends were like you'll see this you'll see 10 dudes that will look like this they're hipsters and i was like oh my god and then it spread there they are right 
it spread across the nation. Um, so you go to camp every summer. I got off on the other stories. You go to camp every summer. Um, yeah. And uh, you love it. Well, because it's kind of escape from parents' divorce and, and conversations kind of slide right in. And it's, yeah. you know, um, was there, you know, any, any particular memories that stick out in your time at Camp Echo that you were like, that was a blast or, oh, my God, that was embarrassing. Any, any stories like that? Um, no, I mean, I feel like I was kind of like, I kind of flew under the radar. I mean, there was definitely fun stuff like, you know, Olympics at the end of the year. I remember like my first year I played like Brazilian ping pong. Oh yeah. And I played pretty well or whatever. And we, I beat a bunch of older kids. Cause like what it is basically you start from the lowest kid in the camp. You play one point, whoever wins stays on and you go through the whole camp. So <clears throat> I probably went through, I don't know, 10 or so kids. And then one plaque, so I picked up the plaque. Like at the end of Olympics, they 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 made me, uh, you know, get it for our team. And I always remember that um, that moment. I think that was my first year. And then just the friends that I made over the years. I mean, I still talk to like my camp friends That's on a text group. You know, yeah. a bunch eight, you know, probably four or five girls and four or five guys still, uh, you know, randomly text each other or you know make fun of someone from camp. Oh, yeah. To bring everyone back to the conversation, you know, and then try to plan a dinner that never happened, stuff like that. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, being together with all these like random people. I mean, our camp was like 98% Long Island. I was like the 1% that was from New York, like Westchester. And then oh, yeah. there was like another 1% from Marlboro, New Jersey. Like literally every single person was from, from Roslyn. Uh, <laughs> So got to meet different people. I got to see the Long Island uh, people, you know, before I moved to the city for 10 years, you know, with all their fashion sense and stuff. Yeah. So that was fun during uh, Cabaret, which was the dance that we had at the end of the year. Everyone was wearing their Z Cabaricis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you remember those, but I, I... basically AC Slater passed. Oh, yeah. Save by the and I paired Dockers, so I never, I was always, you know, a little off, you know. I wasn't <laughs> in with the trends. Because <laughs> you weren't from Long Island. That's the thing here. Just yeah, that's right. Just a little off. I remember you were, like, a pretty good tennis player. Maybe I... Yeah, I played a lot of tennis. Definitely had a, a interesting, uh, you know, tennis experience over there. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I played a lot, but I never really played at home. I played oh. a little, like, growing up, but in camp I was... I don't know. I kind of just played small ball. It would kind of get. Well, it was probably not a good experience. Get around. I basically, Paul and Muslim kids, who got like five weeks and still able to beat those guys. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I, oh, I was saying it was probably that a first experience at table tennis at ping pong where you won those points that you're like, you're like <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's all- maybe I can take this on the court. And get yeah, now I play pickleball. It's all I play. Oh uh, yeah, it all works out. It's huge. Oh my god, <laughs> it's they, ridiculous. Um, they have like a league here in Laramie. Um, they've got tournaments. I mean, I, I I haven't played. Yeah, yet. It's pretty but fun. The first time I was like, "What's pickleball?" Because I did not remember it from camp. And but it was. It's different than the one they had at camp. Yeah, the camp. There's different rules. That was just like tennis with smaller court. This is like a little different rules. Yeah, and. Then I saw video yeah. and went, oh, 
Okay. Yeah, I wasn't very good at that at camp. So let alone, I was more of the guy that played tennis and pickleball and that stuff at camp and was the spectacle. You know, I'd wear headbands and and be loud and funny more than I would like make. I would try to get in the other people's heads. I was not very good at those sports. Um, Or even like coach someone up like in the Olympics. (laughs) Hit that ball. I don't, you know, like uh, I remember one year. uh, Yeah. I was the, I became the coach of the hockey team, and that's I, the one that they get into a fight. No. We didn't. We got our asses handed to us. We went to wow. like game, and and All right. it was like I knew hockey, and so I mean I understood it, and I understood like changing, you know, line change and stuff like that. <laughs> but they knew it better, and I just needed to be the the adult on the yeah. team, and. uh I remember coming back going, um, maybe there's a better coach for this because that someone that's played it, like I don't play like street hockey or anything. I was like, maybe there's a better coach. There was one year, yeah. There was one year where they got into a fight. They went to Camp Summit. I don't know if you were there that year. Oh, nice. No, that was. Well, I was playing in like some other tournament at Camp Sequoia or whatever. They got into a fight and we went to pick them up on the bus. And they're like basically getting escorted onto the bus. And it was like, I think Brian Myers or whatever. You remember oh him? Oh, gosh. No. Yeah. Maybe that's a He's year. probably a little before your time. Yeah. Yeah. Be. So they got into a fight. And like, then we never played Camp Summit ever again. <laughs> <laughs> when I so I was surprised up. that you actually played hockey. I, yeah. I feel like that was it. It was just the kids. That's funny. Kids, not me. Just the kids. Yeah, yeah, no. We had the camp basketball. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good like ray and oh, yeah i made like some big basketball uh i feel like i was better at basketball camp than i was at home oh well. yeah you know because you know there's less people you level know, of competition of at camp yeah. is a lot yeah so i i made some tournament that that was a big one it was an anawana camp anawana invitational tournament we played them and i was like maybe three years younger than like the next youngest kid on the team. Yeah. Like it was way older. I made the team and it was, we played at uh camp and one of, they had the old Boston Celtic park. That was their court. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. And you beat them. It was pretty cool. And the whole camp was like around. No, oh. it was like, well, they were all around the court. Anawana, like yelling. Like it was like, that was like their biggest thing. It was the Anawana tour, whatever it is. Yeah. Somehow we got it. That was the only year we ever played there. And like the only time we ever played camp Anawana. Yeah, it was yeah. so random, but it was like everyone lined around the court, like three or four people just like doing Anawana cheers in front of us. It was like nothing like we ever had at, at, at Echo. Oh, man. Oh, that, yeah. that was a good one. Like, that yeah, was epic. I remember my friends that <laughs> would want to play on the uh, staff team. They're like, what about you, Rude? And I was like, I can play basketball. But- yeah. Uh, they're way better than me. So I'm going to go out and drink some while they play basketball. At yeah, night. and then I'll meet you at Neshopa. I'll meet you at uh, Barry's. I'll meet you at Neshopa after I have a couple of drinks. Yeah, go over there and yeah. start yelling at them. Um, no, yeah, I was just like, uh, no. I played basketball a ton with those guys too. So I was just like, and watching the other guys, I was like, that's that's good team. I'll, I could set some mean screens. But uh, yeah, and I'm left-handed, so I have one good shot where you don't expect it coming because it's coming from. My left. <laughs> That's it. That's how good that's called. Yeah, I mean it was. And then you okay? So going to camp, growing up in gosh, 
Chappaqua. Is that what he said? Chappaqua. 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 <laughs> I should know it. Yeah. Why do I know this name besides from Campeco, but um, probably because of me. Hillary Clinton lives there. That's uh, why you might know now, or why you might not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's it. Oh. Or the Clintons, or whatever. Yeah. But they moved there after, like the presidency. Yeah. I I, we were there before. Yeah, it was our neighborhood before. I hear you. I yeah. couldn't believe like when she ran for Senate in New York. And uh, I thought it was going to be a hell of a race when she was running against Johnny. And I lived there. And then he had to drop out. And there was this other guy. I can't remember his name because that's how much of an impression he made on me. And yeah. his only retort to Hillary on half the stuff was, well, I'm from New York. And I was like, you're, yeah. you're going to have probably got him for like half, half people part. Like, you know, he's right. You know? Yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. But you got to do a little yeah, better. Than yeah. And she squashed him. I mean, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Was it Lazio? Maybe it was Lazio. But see, I remember the things when I worked in news. Uh, and I care less about half. Yeah, time. I don't even know. I barely turn on That's the news now because it's because <laughs> I worked in it for three years there, and it was intense. And now I'm like, no, no, I think I have uh, PSD from working in the news, and also probably my I have a production eye, so I'm like, oh, why'd you do the interview this way? Like you should have done this way. You know, I just get you know, yeah on me or like i watched stuff and i'll be like oh i could have shot this god amateurs you know yeah but and, they're uh, amateurs too yeah Challenge um, anyway, whatever. i mean i haven't watched it like oh i found them on a like a streaming service station or whatever it was like news 12 and it was new york and there were lots of people on there Suffolk county but it's it wasn't one, right? yeah but i thought they had them all over new york because they had them in Westchester. i think there's all local ones but yeah so there's like Spectrum, Spectrum on the local. All right. You know, Time Water will have one in Cable Vision. Yeah, we'll cable. Have like a local Long Island or even Suffolk. It was Cable Vision that owned. What was that? The new, cable Vision owned News 12. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Network. Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't have the Yes Network. That was a different story. Um, I remember when the Yes Network came out, um, Cable Vision wouldn't. Uh, yeah, Cable Vision didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah, we had a direct TV uh, yeah. dish on the side of News Twelve, so we could get Yankee. It was like for six months. Or I don't. I think it was yeah. maybe one year or not. That was funny. And we the real had, story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And our news director was a brother with uh, James Dolan, who owns you know all that. And uh, we he we probably were the only ones. Oh, yeah. uh, your station, so of course. You want. What, what was that? You froze. You had to go in. Okay. I lost you. I got some editing to do on this one. Yeah, you oh. froze too. Sorry. I don't know what's going on. It's not. Yeah. Uh, our, yeah I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I work for an internet company. You would think we would have internet. Me too. But anyway, what were you saying? Oh, I did. I. What were you saying? Uh, the the news director at News 12. I went to Echo. And then I did have an Echo you got an echo story? Is that what he said? Was Dolan, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, don't go back to what you were saying. Though. Our news director was the brother of uh, Dolan, who owns the Knicks. I can't remember his name. James Dolan. He owns the Knicks and Madison yeah, Square Garden. All that. Yeah. New Yorkers hate him. But yeah. It's cool. Um, and uh, yeah. we <laughs> reported, we actually did a story on like, Cablevision being wrong for not taking the Yes Network. 
And the only way we could have got it done is because we had his brother as our news director. No other stations would have touched yeah. it. But we, we actually ran Real News about like, our parent company being the in the wrong for not signing up with yes. It wasn't a deal out of the out of the you know possibilities. It was just interesting that we would show Yankee highlights and we'd have to have satellite on the side of our building. I think they moved buildings, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, working there it burned me up because I did just crazy stories. And I was really good at doing sports stories because that's what I did at the University of Wyoming, or sports video and stuff. And I remember when I got to shoot lacrosse and they're like, you're going to go shoot this cross game, this, that one. And I never videotaped it ever before. And they're like, have you done lacrosse? I was like, no. Oh, and they're like, so worried. And we got back to the news station and they watched my video and they're like, this is better than our sports guy, like the normal sports guy stuff. I, they were like, how'd you do that? And I was like, hey, you should have stayed with it. I was like, you follow the ball. That's <laughs> all I, I know sports. So I was like, that was easy. Oh, I tried yeah. because our sports guy left our videographer and um, everybody went to bat, wanted me to be the new guy. And uh, at the same time, they were laying off people from our studio because they were going automated. So he took a guy from the studio and gave him the sports videographer job, which he had no experience in. And even like Bob Wolf, who was our main big sports name, interviewed Babe Ruth, went to bat for me, and I still didn't win. And it was about the same time I was going through a divorce. So I was like, I got to go. I'm out of here. And yeah, glad people that can work in news, (laughs) more power to them. But that is my, I mean, I can't, it wasn't my thing. I'd rather do sports and, you know, a working education is a whole lot better because, you know, you're part of the answer, not the, not the problem. So yeah. Um, so back to Camp Echo. Wow. Um, and so, you're going, oh, yeah. yep. Done with Camp Echo. Okay. You're, you're in high school now. Okay. We'll take you back to your high school years. Um, yeah, so I still went to camp or whatever, yeah. but I keep going. What do you, what do you got? But I was going to say, were you, were you academically inclined? Like a lot of the, the campers there? That nah, not really. Very competitive. kind of just uh, <laughs> didn't have my motivation on that side, you know, but I mean, I got okay grades kind of, you know, probably could have gotten to a better school if I, you know, put my mind into it a little more, but whatever. And, and that was that's all question. good. Was, was, I mean, what? It seemed like my next question was college. Like, where are you going to go? Was that always going to be the plan? Not all everyone goes. I knew everybody probably that went to Camp Echo was going to go to college. It seemed like everybody was very academically inclined. That yeah, way. I was always going to go. That was always the plan, but there was no plan. Ah. You know? It was always the plan, but there was no real plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did you end up? Going uh, college? Yeah. So I went to University of Rhode Island. Oh yes. Um, so it's like, yeah. So it's like maybe two and a half hours from the city. It's yeah. from New York, or where yes. I grew up. So it's close enough, ish. Yeah, big enough. You know, it was met a lot of good people there. I don't know mm-hmm. if it helped me, you know, after it all, but it definitely uh, was a good time when we were there. For I, sure. It's funny how you say the city, because I tell people out here, I go. There's only if to New Yorkers, there's only one city in the world and one island in the world. 
and anyway, it's in New York City, that's it's right. an island. That's all, like you could say, I'm going to the island, and in New York, everybody knows where you're going. Right. Yeah. You're going to Long Island. And like the city, even I still say it to the day. I'll be like, the city. And people are like, what city? And I'm like, Manhattan. Yeah. And then, cause I'll, I'll be like, I lived, moved into New York and lived out there. And they're like, always think it's Manhattan. And I'm like, no, I didn't live in Manhattan. I lived in Long Island. Yeah. 50 minutes from the city. Like the city. See, I just, yeah, on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The trains are run on time. If it's in the middle of the day, like, yeah. Yeah. Out of your driving. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. I, I rarely yeah. ever. I only drove in for work. I never drove in for for pleasure. I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. There's and no after, need to... after driving into the city a few times after like 9 11, like legit, like days. Um, yeah. I never wanted to drive in anything like that ever again. Um, yeah. I've been in LA traffic and, and I was like, no, New York's got to be like, it sucks. <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah. So you go to Rhode I take Island. The subway. Yeah. See, I, I, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Did you know what you wanted to, uh, study? Did you go in just being like, oh, I might try anything. Yeah. Probably like business ended up being like communications. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was in the business school for a little, then I like transferred out because I couldn't take like an accounting class. I was like horrible at it. <laughs> and I was like, and what happened was I actually wanted to move, go to Oregon that summer. So huh? like you were talking about, and I was like, I could take classes there, but I need to get a new major. So I was able to take a bunch of communication classes at the Central Oregon Community College and like transfer out of like business. So I was like, oh, here's a chance to kind of like start over, you know? Um, and it was good. I mean, it definitely was more my speed. I mean, oh. not from like the math business side or whatever, you know, so it worked out. I, I I never thought I'd be in going to broadcasting. My stepdad was a teacher and, and he was big in broadcasting, but I thought it was getting me marketing. I was in DECA in high school, which was all marketing. It was a marketing club, which I sucked at. So I don't know why I thought I was going to be at it in college. And then my parents are all mostly yeah. teachers my dad and stepmom are teachers my stepdad taught university so i thought teacher and then my dad like hard sale talked me out of becoming a teacher like hard sell and i was like everyone's like you what the heck are you doing yeah yeah i was like i want to coach and all that and like yeah. no, do something else and i got into broadcasting because my stepdad was like your freshman year you should be an intern for me and and you'll just carry around equipment for the people and learn whatever. And by the next semester, I was fully committed to being a broadcasting major. So, um, but it was nothing I'd ever thought. I mean, it was awesome and I was good at it and I got started young and, uh, you know, still love the stuff and still love TV and everything. I don't know anybody that works in broadcasting or TV anymore. Um, it doesn't pay the bills and you got to travel. Yeah. A lot. So um, a lot of us moved into other fields um adjacent or so i have tons of friends that are seem to be like realtors now or uh, insurance or whatever that were broadcasting majors back everyone then. does yeah it, well, it, it's easy to be in real estate i mean everyone who knows if it's easy but everyone seems to have it you know I oh mean, it, it's well i mean nowadays where i watch all the like youtube videos and a lot of stuff and i'm like god oh, yeah i hate that everyone has a camera 
because I want to throw up after watching their videos. And it's not because what the content is, it's because it can't keep it steady. Or, you know, it's just yeah. every broadcast. Well, if they want to do stuff like that, like, yeah. yeah. You need but, to have a selfie stick or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even, even people are like, I'm going to make a documentary. Like, I've watched some really terrible documentaries where I'm like, you lost me at all your terrible camera moves. <laughs> I don't even know what you're calling. Yeah. Um, so you you changed to communications because you want to spend a summer. Yeah. In ah, Bend, Oregon. Yeah. Why Bend? Okay. Uh, so I had a friend who went to Middlebury College in Vermont, and like he was friends with a bunch of cross country skiers, and they all would go to Bend in the summer because you could basically train in the summer. Yeah. Uh, so then it was like a bunch of Middlebury kids. And then there was like St. Lawrence college, which is kind of like on the other side of like Lake Champlain on the New York side of Middlebury. Yeah. Um, they went, uh, went there and trained. So we had like a good group of people that were there for the summer. People that I just had met that summer. You know, it was just, I had one friend from high school that kind of like introduced me to them. And yeah, you know, we rented a two bedroom apartment it was four of us for 135 bucks a person for the month. Nice. Um, it was like 140 bucks for two bedroom. So it literally was like a hundred bucks <laughs> for yeah. two months. Um, took classes, got jobs. It was like amazing. Yeah. Did you train with them? Did you do any cost country? No, <laughs> okay. no. Yeah. not at all. Oh yeah. I, I remember no. the few times, like we had a cost country team and a downhill race team. And, um, Every once in a while, our coach would be like, we're training with the cost country team today. And it was some of the hardest uh, workouts. Um, I was like, you guys like to like go across the hill. I like to go down it. Well, really it was like cross country. It's cross country skiing. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I was not yeah, yeah, yeah. training with those guys. Um, They're very, very yeah. fit people. And I was just not that. I was like, no, no, no. Um, just point me down a hill, not go across or try to go up it. I agree with that for sure. Yeah. And so that yeah. uh, you didn't want to stay in Oregon, obviously. Um, a lot of people go west and never come. I was in like a summer, I think it was yeah, it was like junior or sophomore year of high, of college. So like I was going back for college anyway. You know, like it was just a summer thing, yeah. And uh, in college, when you were you in a fraternity or anything? Did you do school activities? Yeah, it was Sigma Chi, but we got like kicked off campus. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was like off campus before. Like they basically were trying to kick everyone off campus. So like, uh, it was basically like a condo that was like the frat house. Uh huh. Uh, right off, it was kind of a freshman year was okay, sophomore year, and then after that, it kind of fizzled out a little, um, just because. We were off campus and it was kind of harder. Yeah. I joined, but, yeah, I joined Pike when I was 20 years old. And, uh, well, because I, I had a friend that was a Pike and that I met during the summertime at our job. And we had so much common. We went to a few parties there during the summer. So I joined. I was like, I want test files and I want like the connections like later on in life, which. I got yeah. good grades while I was in fraternity because of those test files. Um, never had to use my connections of being in that house. Um, and around that same time, I had a fake ID. So um, I was going out to the bars a lot. And 
there became like a, a like go out with us your bro pike brothers and some of my best friends are like go with us and i'm like oh what do i do and can't get it <laughs> yeah i was like well, you know um and then we had some an issue at the house where like a girl broke out a window in one of our basement rooms and crawled out and the police found her trying to like break into another building she was all wasted and nobody would answer like why is she breaking out a window like doesn't the yeah. work and yeah some shady stuff happened and we went on probation and i kind of uh left the house yeah so it sounds like the same ours yeah. actually what happened with ours is our um it was the year or two before i was there one of the uh the guy was a drug dealer or whatever in the house and he had the pledge deliver the goods and then the pledge got you know the cops basically arrested the pledge and he was wow. like uh, like wow you know, here do this for me be a good brother yeah wow that's terrible that's terrible that's terrible hazy yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it was bad yeah. uh yeah didn't work out so well yeah and so like Later in life, people would find out, mostly girls would be like, oh, you were a pike? That's like the date rape house. And I'm like, wow. oh, yeah. Not when that I was, was PG there. at our school. When I, I was, I go, it was PG. <laughs> told them, I go, that wasn't, I, not when I was there. I go, but shortly thereafter, I understood. And then I've had old, you know, fraternity brothers be like, you should go talk to them. And I'm like, they're not going to listen to anything I have to say. They're, yeah. They're young and dumb, and I'm old, and what do I know? So, but I mean, I had some fun times there. And like I said, I got some good grades because those test files and everything. Um, it took me uh, yeah, six years to get out of college. Are you a, a four, a four year and done? Or did you go for like five? Because that seemed to be the norm. I was four, 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 straight four. I graduated you, on time. You're awesome. Then what'd you do? What? <laughs> what'd you get a degree in? Communications? Was that was the... The degree you left with? Uh, so I, yeah, calm. Yeah, that's what I left with. Uh, the first year, I kind of was working at a physical therapy place randomly, and this, which was in Larchmont because I messed up my shoulder playing hockey. Senior year of high school, of college, okay. second semester, I decided I wanted to play roller hockey, and I basically tore my rotator cuff on the first shift, basically. Oh. Uh, so then I basically graduated and I like was going to physical therapy and the guy was like, do you want to like work here? I'm like, okay. Like I literally was doing like medical billing yeah. for like a year. I did that. And like part-time I was working in the city at this, like this lady was like this big licensing lady. So she worked at like, I think Warner brothers back in the day doing licensing. And at the time I got introduced to her and like, I was just an intern basically answering the phones for her. But we like, represented different brands like double bubble and like garfield and like random things and we would basically you know anything that you would want with like garfield on it we, we had you know <laughs> pens notebooks you know anything possible so i did that for about a year and then i moved to la after that um so i had uh my dad moved to la oh um i guess when i was in college which we didn't get to whatever but when I was in college, my oh. dad and my stepmom moved to LA. Um, and then that's when my sisters kind of started moving out there. And then I kind of would go out there as well and kind of see what I was going to do. So um, I was there for like three and a half years. And then I moved to San Francisco actually for a year and a half. Um, 
And that's where I got it. Well, I got to internet marketing in LA towards the end and then took a job in San Francisco. I was doing more online marketing. And then that was in 2007. I think I moved back to New York in 2000, maybe 15 years ago. So that like San Francisco was 15 years ago. Wow. Uh, and the West couldn't keep you. The West could not. Yeah, no, I, so I lived in San Francisco and I was like, should I move back to LA or New York? Which I really liked LA, but I kind of like had one visit to San Francisco when I lived in LA and I like had the best weekend. It was like with friends, whenever we went to like a Giants game. It was awesome. I was like, oh, how could I get there? You know, and then a guy I worked with took a job up there and he brought me up. And then I was like, wait a second. After a year and a half, I want to get out of San Francisco. Should I do New York? I never really did it, you know, because I never lived in the city yeah. after college. Or should I move to LA and I went to LA, I went to New York and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Never back. So did you find a job first before you went back to New York or were you just like, I used my job from San Francisco, transfer me to New York. Okay. Okay. I had them transfer. Yeah. All right. And so, so I mean, what was it like, you know, living in the city, like moving back and now you're living like in the city. Like what, what was your experience like for you? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, like a lot of my friends lived like right after college. So I was like five years after that, you know, All so right. I got like out and like saw some things and then came back. I mean, it was fun, you know, for a year or so, you know, single or whatever. Um, lived on the Upper East Side, which I lived there still, but, you know, 20 <laughs> blocks away from there. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was fun, you know. Um, but I don't think I ever had like the, like after college, just like New York experience that, that a lot of people had. But I had a great experience in LA and San Francisco. Um, but I was a little older, you know, um, when I got back. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely fun. A lot different now with like two kids and stuff, but you know, still good. <laughs> oh, I, I, in retrospect, I wish I, my, post-college experience i wish i would have gotten to new york probably not gotten married but lived in new york city um yeah because I, I mean it's so cool um and seeing that part and then but that's also knowing that i already lived in long island yeah i wish i would have lived in the city compared to yeah. where I there yeah so when i moved to san francisco yeah i lived in the city but i worked in the suburbs because it was oh. like palo alto that area yeah. so i was always driving to the suburbs and i was like this basically sucks um, and I, my, basically my apartment when I first moved to San Francisco was like the equivalent of living like on the tip tip of Manhattan, like on the north side of Manhattan. Oh, and uh, just so I could be so close to the suburbs where it'd be quick enough for me to drive, you know? There you go. Yeah. And then after like a couple of months, you know, probably nine months or so, I moved into the actual city, commuted to the suburbs, but I had like a better apartment that was like more situated in the city, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's probably one of the reasons. And then when I, after I left, I started working at a company and like I had to go to San Francisco a lot for business. And it was like the office was in San Francisco and I would stay at a hotel right there. I was like, all right, this is actually kind of cool. Like it's, it would have been great when I lived there if I had a job that was in the city, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Living um, closer to your job is, is better. <laughs> Um, yeah, but now I wouldn't want to live in San Francisco. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Oh, it's one of I've been there for business. It's one of the most expensive cities in the world, and a lot of social yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, 
I mean, Love. I'm a huge Niners fan, but I could never see myself living in San Francisco because, yeah, it's a bit too much. I've, I've been there a few times, but um, yeah, I definitely live on the outskirts just so I could see the Niners play. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. good that you don't have to live in the city if you want to see the Niners. There. Yeah. They, it, Santa Clara. They don't even live. Yeah. They don't even live. They don't even play in the city anymore. But most teams are that way. Because I used to give, you know, New York fans, I'd be like, Jets and Giants, huh? They say New York and play New Jersey. But where yeah. do they play? Yeah. It's like five minutes away. I'm like, I know. Five miles. It's all the same in that area. I had a friend like that in college yeah. who did the same thing. Oh, yeah. And like, nobody, well, Denver actually, their stadium's right in the middle of downtown Denver. And it sucks. When there's a game, yeah, there. yeah, I'm, sure. I'm not, I'm not a big fan or anything. But every time I drive by it, I boo it, like boo, because they were like <laughs> the dominant team when I moved to Wyoming, and uh, for yeah. the and I already had my team. My my family was mostly Seahawks fan, and so they fans and they would play the Broncos in because they're in the AFC, and it was just time after time that I had run-ins with Broncos fans that were just stupid, and mm. I even went to uh niners jets game when i lived out in new york and there were broncos fans there and i was like how do oh, i really? escape you people this is just too much like your teams aren't even playing go away like it, it, those are the type of fans there and uh i'm sure i know i know a lot of good broncos fans but i've learned to hate them so every time i go past that stadium i give it a giant boo you know and most are sports i'm not into so and that was a big reason um I I moved to New York because everyone here, you know, you graduate college and then you go to move to Denver. That's the next city. And I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. So that's yeah. the same thing there. Everyone moved to New York. Yeah. I left. If you don't, I feel like if you don't move when you're younger, then you never move. You yeah. Never move. And so I had to go out there, see the world. And, uh, it was, it was frightening. No, <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Did a lot. Megan got friends. I mean, uh new york is the you know, mecca rap music which i had such blast went to a wu-tang show i mean there was just fun yeah. got to see like, yeah, a lot of artists and but yet the job burned me out and it was good timing to get out and so um i always tell people too i was like go out explore the world you can always go back home or somewhere close but you yeah, gotta exactly. see if you hate it out there and when i moved back to wyoming i was like telling all my friends from new york come visit and some states, some were like, oh, my God, Colorado's so awesome. Or, like, they just kept going to California, and they stayed. And I was like, yeah, you can see your parents. You can fly home. Now you can do this video stuff. You can do all that. You don't have to live five blocks from the family or anything like that. Like, you didn't. Yeah. And, uh, but it's really hard to get you New Yorkers out of New York. Like, you you guys really love that place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Retire in Florida. But, I mean... I feel like the friends that I know moved to LA and stayed to LA. Oh wow! And other people just are in the suburbs of New York somewhere. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, just living close to that mecca, you know, of everything. Um, yeah, yeah. You live in the city for a while, and then you go out to the suburbs, and then you retire to Florida. It's it's the yeah. next migration of New Yorkers. Pretty much. Yeah, I have a friend yeah, exactly. that he is. A few years older than me, and he's living in Florida now, and he's from New York. And he's like, I'm like, it's natural migration, my friend. You're going to end up in Florida, whether you like it or not. You're just a couple years early. And he's like, Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And I was like, 
it's probably Arizona out here. I think a lot of my parents actually re- retired to Las Vegas. So yeah, man, I mean, it's cool. going down there and trying to melt in 115 degree weather. So, um, but yet the rest of the time, it's awesome to visit them and it's warm compared to good old Laramie where it's cold. And uh, um, so you got back to New York. When do you meet your wife? Um, so it was 2008. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, actually we met at, the first time we met was at a Kanye West concert, <laughs> mutual friends. I was with, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, works in the music industry. So he got me tickets oh, nice. and I went with like some guy, you know, and then my friend was there with, with my wife, you know, with Jen at the time. And yeah. like, we took like a picture of each other, but never really like talked, you know? Uh, and that was just like random. And then that summer we were, I was in the Hamptons at their house and she came over and then we kind of hung out, but never really, you know, we, we played like beer pong, you know? <laughs> um, and then like a couple months after that or whatever, we kind of got together after like a mutual person's party or whatever. And then that was it. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, I guess 2008, probably like, September, October. Yeah. And how long, when it became official, it became boyfriend, girlfriend, <laughs> did it take for you to drop to that knee and say, let's make this official? Yeah, it was about a year after. Oh, yeah. Over a year. And then the wedding was like a year after that. So it was oh, like the, the standard? Two years from, yeah. from meeting. Yeah, when you get to that age, right? Yeah, the standard uh, wedding. Yeah. Nice. So that was... I was like 30, 31 when I got married. Okay. That's good age. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I had my California for a couple of years, moved back, you know, it was good. Yeah. And, um, so were you, are you still the same company then in New York? No, no. Okay. It's a, yeah. So that company that moved me there, I worked there for maybe a year or two more and then another company for four years. Then, uh, I worked at this other startup for like six years or so. And then I've been at this one for about three years. All right. So, and all right. Uh, somehow, I don't know the ad, you know, I might be off by a year or two, but yeah. something like that. I, I, I admire the people that have climbed the, the ladders in different jobs and done different things. Uh, I have been at the university for 20 years or, or what? 20, no, 19 Actually, I was. I'm no longer there. I'm independent oh, yeah? video editor now, contractor. Uh, right. Had a um, official story. Had a uh, boss, a new boss, and uh, we just didn't work out together. And yeah, and right. I had to go. Maybe it was time. Yeah, and uh, so now I work from home and get to use a lot of my skills. There, I was fixed IT equipment and stuff. I really hated it. It was. After reorganization, I got put in a job I never really applied for. And um, those weren't really my skills. My skills are video, broadcasting, editing, audio, all this. Um, so, kind of, you know, definitely have taken a pay cut, but happier with what yeah, I'm doing. You don't have to do and That's uh, good. Working at home is interesting because um, I don't, not seeing people, I, first time I'm around like a group of people, I just want to talk everybody's ear off and I'm already a talker. And so, yeah. um, 
that's funny to me sometimes. And so now I have this podcast where I try to talk to somebody, at least, you know, uh, not work related once a week. And, and so it's been fun. I started like right before like the pandemic, cause I was going to travel right. around with the podcast cause I have friends that live all over the United States, all over the world and be like, put a microphone in front of them and do this. And, um, I'd already been working with zoom for a long time and video conferencing stuff. And so my first interview was the only one that was face to face. The rest were via Zoom. That's ridiculous. Doing this. And of course. even when it's been people across town, I'm like, yeah, you can just stay home. Like, you can come over. And I was, we moved houses not too long ago. So I have like a pretty cool studio for doing in person interviews. And um, I've had a few since, uh, but they were for like, I, we did a whole episode of the podcast on pro wrestling because I have friends, friends that are huge fans and we always talk about it. And I was like, this is a podcast. So I made it part of this show. And, and so, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's definitely interesting. I remember the first time going into lockdown or whatever it was, and then seeing people in like a convenience store, we're all masked up. And these high school girls got like close to me and I got all jittery and dropped my drink all over the place. And <laughs> we go back and get, in the, I get another one and go back in the car. And I tell my girlfriend, I was like, we are going to be such weirdos when this thing ends. Like everyone, because oh, yeah. we don't know how to be around people in public anymore. And I'm generally good at it. I don't mind it. But I was like, holy crap, I was such a hot mess at that moment. And uh, <laughs> I was like, it's going to be weird. And uh, But it's also opened up like working from home and doing a lot of things. Um, and it seemed like everybody moved to Wyoming, got good internet access, and they all work from home in the middle of nowhere. Oh, so. yeah. It's a lot of like yeah. that happened a lot here. You New Yorkers or Californians decided that oh my god, a lot so of New Yorkers people. moved to Florida. Yeah, that's just basically what we were saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so it's... and so you talked about your kids, how they handle, how old are they, and when you decide to have uh, was it was it that same? yeah. A year after you were married, let's have some kids kind of thing, too. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was easy, you know, it worked out. It was easy. It wasn't like, you know, I know a lot of people have trouble, but we were lucky. Yeah. Uh, so I had uh, my oldest one is going into sixth grade middle school now. Oh, fun. She's 11, right? 11. And then my yeah. youngest one's eight, and she's going into third grade. So, wow. Um, two yeah. girls. Oof. You do have not had a high school girl yet. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I've seen my well, middle school. Yeah. Is that rough? Is that rough? Is it's she... just started. I don't know. We'll see. It, start, it doesn't start till next week. Um, yeah. I, I would say my friends that have daughters that are those ages um, have definitely been like, oh my God, I can't win. It's, it, you know, you think you're on yeah, your, their sure. side and, and they twist it and you're not. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I saw that because I have sisters. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's definitely coming, you know? Yeah, they were they were rough on my parents. I'll say that for sure. Um, <laughs> still probably are, but no, they were rough then. And uh so it was like my friends, their daughters, I'm like, how'd your daughter gonna be like 15? I was like, I'm not talking to her. Like I'm scared. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to be judged. I don't They're want probably to nice to you then. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because I don't get called the worst parent ever or I hate you or anything like that. Yeah, it's like cool uncle. Cool uncle, friend, yeah. friend, yep. Yeah. Some of them they've called me uncle since they were young. They're not blood, uh, uncle. <laughs> but they know me long enough that they've said that. And 
yeah, I, I'm cool, or I'm the one that takes, you know, their de- their kids away, and bring them home, all <laughs> yeah. you know, or they're the reason, like, you know, they have to go visit me, or they have to come over to the house, and they're just bored. But I'm like, <laughs> I got Wi-Fi, you know, you can just connect and tune out. Yeah. It's all right, <laughs> and they're like, all right, and so, but yeah, I'm, I'm fearful for you. I hope it's easy. Um, bringing them up. <laughs> You know, the girls and the junior high and the high school stuff and hope it's easy on you. And, you know, I'll check in with you later to see how they, they're doing. If you're still alive and everything. Yeah, exactly. And uh, fine, do, you, do, you, think. do your siblings have, you know, kids and stuff? Do you, they get to spend time with their cousins and everything? Like yeah, that? I was, my older, my sisters, like the, the two from the original, they're yeah. both married with two kids. So I was in L.A. like last week or so. Okay. Um, visiting them you know but everyone's kind of in la so it's not as much you know they come here sometimes for a couple of days or for work or something you know wow. um but yeah we're uh, they're all there so yeah that's good yeah, it's good and bad it's good i and when i lived in oregon i got to see my cousins more but moving to wyoming i can't remember the last times so i like saw my cousins or um i've seen my aunts and uncles more recently but um People would be like in Wyoming would be like, "Are you related to?" And I'm like, "Nope." They're like, "Are you sure?" And I go, "I maybe. all my relatives on the West Coast, uh, maybe some up in North Dakota, but that's getting way down the bloodline." But I was <laughs> like, um, "No, that's it's not me. That's not who related to." I had a few doppelgangers in Laramie. There was one guy oh, really? that was in the marching band at the university, and he was a phenomenal karaoke singer. And I look like him, I guess. And one time I came in the building where they were doing karaoke at this bar and everybody was getting all excited. And they're like, what are you going to sing tonight? And I was like, I don't even know. Like my, I was like, this is the first time I've came in. And they're like, aren't you so-and-so? I'm like, no, that's not me. And I waited <laughs> around to see if he came in. He did. And I was like, yeah, we do look like each other. And he's a really good singer, but I am not. I don't, like I can ruin a good song. And, you know, when uh speaking of camp echo going back to there when we went to this one bar they had karaoke and we would just steal the mics and run around the room and just be like camp echo rules and throw the mic to our friend as the mc is trying to get it back and you know say stupid stuff on the mic we are wasted and or just scream uh sweet caroline in the microphone that song you know that was our jam or brown eyed girl that was always a group effort song but Very karaoke yeah yeah yeah, Appropriate. yeah so i got one last question for you we've touched yeah. over so much of your life we've alluded to this a little earlier in the in the episode but uh since the show's called all my friends with justin flaskrude how'd we meet do you know how we met I don't know. the first time we met i have no idea i know we went to lake george together though once oh yeah oh well <laughs> I think at camp. I mean, I yeah, it's camp. I, sure. I must have been. What was your first year? Ninety six. Oh yeah, so I was. Let's see, what did I say? Nine. Ninety six, you said? Yeah. Yeah, so I was like in varsity hall, basically, probably. I I kind of remember that. Are you guys were maybe your eleventh grade? There weren't many times we had eleventh graders around. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. That's why yeah. I was there because I never wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was tenth. I think going into 
11th grade was like CIT. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. whatever that year. Um, and then there was a couple of us who went. Um, and then a lot of guys that like went to Vermont or whatever, but I went and basically we, I don't even know what we did all summer. I think we did nothing except play like baseball, softball and basketball probably. Yeah. I think we were allowed to be part of the like leagues. Oh yeah. <laughs> and California. And yeah. And then, yeah. Cause I did probably, I mean, I probably knew of you. I knew Zaz. Okay. I knew of you cause you were, you know, pretty good athlete, very popular at camp. Um, but I didn't get to know you until you worked. You were an employer. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been the next year. Yeah. So probably 97, which makes yeah. total sense. Yeah, 97. And, um, but you were like, you didn't do, you weren't a waiter. You were, I hate to say Shack Boy, but that's, oh, yeah. Title. That's what I was. Yeah. And I made announcements all summer. Yeah. Which was, <laughs> it was so funny how many people wanted to be on that microphone, make announcements, but you were the man to get it done. And it was because I called Chuck a week before camp because I wasn't going to go back. Yeah. And then I was like, I got to go to camp because I have nothing to do this summer. Like, it was the one summer I was going to be home. And I was like, can I come back? And he's like, sure. And then all my friends at home were like, so pissed at me. <laughs> you were supposed to be home this because it's like the last summer, really. Yeah. The next summer we went to college. So, like, you know, everyone goes early or whatever. So that was going to be like the summer, you know? And I just bailed. I was like, I can't see myself staying here for the summer. You know? Complete the, the journey, you know? Yeah, right? I'll do it all. I mean, you 10 years were you and you were never a counselor you're done after never. that year okay well that's where my echo story comes to play ah let's hear so, it so this is this is pretty juicy and it's not what you think at all okay <laughs> so maybe it was a year after maybe 98 99 chuck the owner of the camp called me to uh, he's like, can you just come up? We need to talk to you about something. And I was like, what's it about or whatever? And he's like, oh, like, just come up. I need to like talk to you. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Chuck's the man. I'll come up. Like, you know, whatever. Uh, and then like my mom, I told my mom and she's like, what are you talking about? Like, where are you going? Like, you're not going anywhere. And she like called him and basically they got into a fight and I never heard from him again. Um, <clears throat> and then maybe... 10 years after whatever I'm, he was on Facebook. Um, I like reached out to him and he like wouldn't accept me. And he was like, he wrote me a message. Sorry, I can't accept you for something that happened. And I was like, huh. what could happen? You know, what could I have done? I was kind of like, you know, pretty good camper, you know, I was never getting in trouble. Yeah, I went the whole absolutely. year. I had two yeah. family members, you know, sisters who went there. Um, but he never told me and I never had any idea. And then, like 2019, right before COVID, I get a call from a private investigator. He calls my house. Um, and my wife picks up and they're like, oh, like, is this Michael Zelanski's house? And she's like, yeah, he's not home. Call back in like 20 minutes or whatever, right? It was like the house phone. Like, who has a house yeah. phone? But we do. Yeah. I mean, no, no. Um, so he calls me, this guy, and he asked me about some girl who went to camp in 91. Her name is... Let's just call her Lauren. All right. All right. Uh, and he's like, what do you know about her? I was like, oh, like, yeah, she went to camp for like one year. She was so nice or whatever. Like, have you ever talked to her? Like, yeah. I was like, she was in my age group. Like, have you ever? I was like, I basically, it's like the first girl that I ever kissed, this girl. Uh -huh. Right? So I was like, yeah, of course I know. So I basically told this guy the whole story. Um, and I was like, oh, do you, 
like I was like, what does this have to do with? He's like, oh, well, like we're investigating her about something else, but there's a lawsuit with her and Chuck Fisher from Camp Echo from 1991. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Wow. And he's like, um, let me see if I can get the papers or whatever. I'm just investigating this other thing. And I was like, okay, like I'll help you out. But like, I want to know, like, I don't know anything about this lawsuit. Right. Yeah. Um, so he was able to get like one little quick blurb for me, which like, it was like this, this person sued the camper, like a million dollars oh my. for some sort of harassment or whatever. And enlisted in the thing, it says Michael's as landscape counselor, which was 91. So I was 12 or whatever. Yeah. Right? And it said Michael Zaslavs. It was like the <laughs> wrong spelling, right? Yeah. Like Michael Zalin, you know, basically how you tried to pronounce me, you know, yeah. my name. Um, was like the counselor involved or something settled for like $20,000 or 40,000, whatever it was. Basically there was a lawsuit against Cam that was like a million dollars that settled for like nothing. And like they completely swept it under the rug or whatever. And like, wow, never heard about it for 20 years. And it was just kind of crazy, you know, because if you think about it, like what's going on now, like, First of all, I was like 11. Like, yeah, my name shouldn't even been listed on the thing, technically, right? Like, if you look back at some of these suits or whatever that have happened, like, they always keep the kid's name out of it, but they used my name as the counselor. But it was so off. Like, if Chuck probably would have had me go to camp, I could have been like, what are you talking about? Like, you know well, what I mean? Like, because yeah. it doesn't even make any sense. Like, it must have just been like, this is bad PR. Let's just pay this girl and leave, you know? And the lawsuit wasn't until. A lot. Of, I, I don't know when the actual lawsuit was, but it was discussion of like 91 or whatever. Wow. So it was when I was, what am I saying? 11 or 12. I wonder if kind of crazy, right? I wonder if it was a count. Yeah. It's, I mean, a counselor that had say a sim, a similar name than yours, you know, like no. a, a something. Yeah, definitely you know. not. There's no way. No way. Cause ah. Chuck, cause that's why Chuck called me. I assume yeah. to talk about that. And then um, the guy kind of told me a little about the lawsuit. Like, basically, I can't, apparently this person has done stuff like this to other camps or whatever. Like, oh. maybe her parents, like, you know, like to get in these insurance, whatever, you know, schemes. It. And then there was, like, another – and but he was following, like, some other case, which was, like, some other crazy thing, which I couldn't even get involved with. I just did some research because the private investigator kind of, like, left a trail on his email to me. Oh. And I just – and I was able to kind of see what it was. But and it's kind of crazy because, like, if you think about it, like, oh, the first person you ever kissed or whatever, that's, like, supposed to be, like, a good memory. But, like, now oh, looking no, back at it, 13 years, whatever, 35 years later, I'm like, wait a second. Like, did I do something wrong? Like, like you know, like. Oh, well, yeah. It was just crazy. Yeah. And you certainly weren't a counselor. Um, and, and yeah. When Chuck called you, he was at camp. So he wanted you just to drive up to camp and talk to him. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm not busy. And then he yeah. basically like hates me. Obviously, Chuck, like whatever, he passed away last year, yeah. unfortunately, whatever. But like, I don't want to say anything. But like, I always had this thing: what could it be? And everyone was always thought it might have had to do with you know a tennis instructor or whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I always, you know, you never know. Like maybe something happened on another lawsuit over. But like, it was just kind of crazy coming up. Literally, it was like right before COVID. Like. Just a weird, just out of nowhere, like 
oh yeah, like someone calling the house and you're actually picking up, you know, normally it's just like a telemarketer or something. And, and you were 11. Like, I, that's so weird. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, you know? your, your name can get brought into it at 11 years old. It's because I was the one who made it's out with her, but it was something totally like, yeah, who knows what happened? Maybe the dad was like, did something happen? What did you do? Oh, I'm suing the camp. What was it? You know what I mean? But like, yeah, they didn't go after me or, you know, now it was, it was just kind of weird. 11 year olds do at that time. Period. But I don't know. It could have been my mom talked to him and my mom and he actually told her what it was and she protected me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's weird. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the most exciting thing in the interview right there. Yeah, and and <laughs> always looking back in time, you know, yeah, the, 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 definitely the me too movement and stuff like that. You're like, you know, yeah, like I could be making, I, I should I, make money from that. Like that, yeah. my name being in that, I should get some yeah. of that or probably more than what she got just for <laughs> putting my name in the, just drag. Even they spell, if they, if they would have spelled my name correctly, then I would have had a chance. Affirmation, you know? a character, man. But yeah. Well, 11 years old, that happens at every summer camp. Probably. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, so it just shows you how at that age, not to how say crazy. That that yeah. You know, Oh yeah, we we were always like as em, employees up there, like like don't do this kind of stuff because most of these kids' parents are lawyers and we'll get you get sued and and everything. Yeah. You know, you're like okay, good 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 to know that. I, it's <laughs> funny, like I was thinking, like what could it be? And I remember, like one year when I was Shack Boy, I think. Yeah, you might remember there was this. I forgot the kid's name. But he was playing. So I was playing soccer with him in front of the HC. Yeah. And I was just kicking, and I kicked it, and I hit it in his arm, and he like broke his arm basically. Oh. So I was like, "Oh, maybe it's that kid." But it was like '97, you know, like. Uh, yeah. But I was always like, "Wonder what have happened." I'm surprised the parents never sued me, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, um, if the parents knew what their kids did in California, they probably would have sued me. So. Yeah. I'm glad a lot of that's water way under a under the bridge a yeah. long time ago. Um, uh, you know, we all got out alive, especially what my kids were doing in California. And yeah, so with the camp stuff now, there's blogs, Instagram, all that stuff. You know, stories that probably happened back then, but just were never recorded. Or now, this camp sends like a letter to the parents, and then the, one of the parents puts it on Instagram on like one of those campsites. So it's like, Oh my God, could you believe this happened at this camp? Wow. You know, this kid did this at this camp, you know, like, and then you get like a bad, you know, yeah. rap, but it was always happening. Nothing has changed. There's always yeah. some crazy kind of uh, anti-Semitic counselor. There's a rat, uh, you know, like, you know, a counselor uh, hooking up with the oldest camper, you know, like whatever, you know? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go. You know, the nineties, you know, all the great memories, but no photographs. So yeah, so it was good back then. Um, I want to thank you for giving me your time and being on the show. Thank you. Up with you. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it's been uh, you know, just a couple lives, lives, <laughs> lifetimes or whatever. You know? I want to thank Zaz for being on the show. I did have a hard time calling him Michael during the intro of the show, but now you know he has the nickname Zaz and even at one time had the nickname Little Zaz. 
It was really interesting to hear how his life unfolded after Camp Echo, and it was great catching up with him. We talked for a bit after the recording, and uh, I won't tell you what we talked about because that's private to us. All right, folks, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast or liked the Facebook page, All My Friends with Justin Flaskrude, please do. On to the next episode. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud.